It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on, Clipper Nation? It's me. William, the opinion update. And I am positively casual Friday Chuck Mockler. We are locked on Clippers. Should we? Should I say locked on Braves? Just in special Ooh. acknowledgement of the new throwbacks uh, that dropped? Oh, my God. We might, we're locked on Braves today, I guess. Uh, so if you guys haven't seen it, uh, the it's, it's official. Clippers dropped the throwback jerseys. One of the four other possible 15, alternates. I think it's 15 jerseys this year. <laughs> that we could have uh, looking very clean. Oh, it's, yeah. We're going to describe the hell out of those in the first segment. I mean, we're, we we got to talk about it. We've both been psyched about it all day. I mean, it, it definitely stole two hours out of my work day, if oh, not yeah. more. For sure. Uh, so we're kicking things off with that. Today is Friday. Every single Friday, we do our Pack Div Power Rankings. Uh, today, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. We're going to be talking coaches, which we haven't actually Ooh. we haven't actually done yet. Uh, a lot of new blood in the Pack Div this year. A lot of new blood, for sure. So we got that coming for you, and then everybody's fr- favorite Friday segment, or at least Charles and I's favorite Friday segment. We've heard no negative feedback yet, so it's everyone's. Love, Mary, kill. We got a great one lined up for you today. So oh, yeah. stay tuned for all of that and more coming up right now. So the Clippers announced uh, their Buffalo Braves throwback uniform. Love. Clean as Love. clean as hell. It's really, really good. I'm going to do my, if you haven't seen it, it was posted. So it was originally posted, uh, I was perusing the internet, and it was po- the clipperstore.com, which looks like a bootleg website, but is very much a real Clippers website. Um, I had the header of it with, an, with a Lou Williams jersey that was kind of teasing it with an image of Bob McAdoo, too. It's a white jersey with a uh, black and orange kind of stripes going diagonal. Mm-hmm. Very clean look. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Chong pointed out a great thing about these jerseys. What do you got? Taking it back to before the team had anything to do with Sterling. Oh yeah, brilliant. I mean, we've we've talked about this, and this is a little bit off topic, but you know, when Bomber talked about being open to the idea of a rebrand, mm-hmm. I think we were both in the opinion that the, the the name should stay the same. Yeah, at least until the new stadium is what I think. Yeah, but if the name were to change, to me, Braves is the thing that makes the most sense. Makes the most sense, but I don't think it'll happen. Given there's a negative connotation with that word. 
Yeah, but we'd be bringing it back in a tasteful way. <laughs> okay, I'm going to let you. You can direct all your uh, thoughts on that to at Will Uptime. <laughs> no, but the, the jerseys look fantastic. It appears to be a home throwback. Primary color is white. We haven't seen anything from the away stuff. The away one is orange. Everything like that. Yeah. Luke Mitchell actually had a fantastic rendering. Check him out on Twitter. It was an orange one uh, yep. with the black stripe, which looked really good. A lot of people are saying it looks too much like the Blazers jersey. I disagree. Th- it has a different logo, so it. I don't know. I don't see it. Different colors. D- different colors. Different logo. Different team. You know what? <laughs> You're damn right. Uh, the front of the jersey is great. It's kind of an understated. Um, the old Braves logo over the left breast with the number and then Braves on the right breast. Uh, the Bumble logo is on there. This is you. <laughs> Too many breasts? What's yeah. what it is? What do you want me to say? That's a thousand percent more than has ever been on this podcast. What you, I'm talking about the jerseys. What is this now? Is this the Howard Stern <laughs> oh, Clippers podcast? Lockdown Howard Stern. Um, the jerseys look incredible. The execution is fantastic. The pre-order is available. They're going to be shipped. I think they're shipped in... Uh, let me double check this right now. They're shipped in uh, October. So you can pre-order it now. I'll ship out to you in October. Interesting note, however. What do you got? On the clippersstore.com. Okay. Under the shop by player menu, fantastic feature, everyone is available to click on except for Jerome and Patrick Patterson. Yeah, uh, I think you are reading way too much into this. Oh, I do too, but I'm (laughs) hopped up on New Jersey's, dude. (laughs) Uh, I think this means nothing. I think that the demand for Jerome Robbins' jersey was very low last year. They had him on the website last year, though. Fair. I mean, was man on there? Yeah, and fee. Literally every single person except for Patterson and Jerome. That's the only reason I bring it up is because I saw that the rookies were on there and I thought, hmm. Well, I think the rookie thing, there's always a lot of excitement around the rookies. I feel like they always release the jerseys and the hats and for sure. everything with that. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not willing to read into this. Okay, just saying. Um, could be something to monitor given the ominous September 3rd date we've been given. For a perhaps new arrival. My question, this is shifting gears pretty hard, I guess. If we acquire Iguodala through uh-huh. a trade that involves Jerome, given where he was drafted, is that kind of the biggest yikes that the front office has made? That, to me, is a failure. You could only argue, it's the only one they've made, <laughs> other than Luke, I guess. But yeah. that, like, that, Luke had extenuating circumstances. His knee was... We don't know what was happening with it. You know what I mean? That wasn't a failure to me. A min contract? Yeah, for... was, yeah fair. But th- this would be, if we if we dealt Jerome for, what, one year? Two years of Iguodala? Yeah. I would be pretty bummed out. That, to me, is a, that to me is an L. It, just given who went after him in that draft and how we kind of, you know, we, we privately worked him out. We were really high on him, apparently. Yeah. Just to slang him for a year and a half of Iguodala would be, I don't know. It, it would rub me the wrong way. It would super rub me the wrong way. <laughs> Are you kidding? And I would feel bad because there were just, you know, players we could have just kept on the team, I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. There's still uh, people have been asking us about it. We have no news on the Iguodala front. All we have is what uh, we've been told from the Eclipse cast. So, you know, keep your ears tuned on Tuesday for that. Um, Will, how many of these New Jerseys are you going to buy? I'm actually not a Jersey guy, but I will... That's good, because we both do not... 
I don't have the confidence to wear a jersey out in public. Yeah, I just don't really have the look. It looked like I was wearing a costume. I don't. I just don't have anything. I know exactly what you mean. I just don't have anything that would really accompany a, a jersey that well. But believe, I will be buying a bunch of the other merch. Yeah, there's some the hoodies on there. All the, the branding is so good. Yeah, they absolutely crushed it. Now it gets the interesting thing: Are we gonna get a sick Braves court this year? I mean, I hope so. Justin Russo at Fly By Night posted what the original Braves uh, court looked like. I think it was at the Niagara Financial Center or something like that in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's very cool. It's like old school parquet, like the old like seven, like the old logos where they were like huge in the middle of the court. Yeah, they, like really took it up. It'd be really cool. Given I feel like there's kind of like a minimalist revolution going on with team design stuff right now. Yeah, that's fair. In terms of court. So it'd be cool to see kind of almost like those outlandish. We've talked about this. Old school designs always work. It's true. (laughs) Like these jerseys are a perfect example of how old school always hits. And so it would be really cool if the court got some kind of twist on that. And it just like looked so much different, obviously, from maybe that kind of tattoo inspired one we saw with the gothic print. And then the what might be our regular court with the all black, just regular Clippers logo. Yeah. A lot of black in the colorway this year. For sure. It seems like. I wonder if that's going to be a primary color if we ever do a rebrand. Hmm. I just want these jerseys, man. I want it to be October 16th so I can get shipped out. Did you already order it? I haven't ordered it yet. There's so many things. There's beer koozies. We got uh, Buffalo Braves throwback beer koozies on there. Yeah, there's. I mean, everything looks really good. I'm excited for the seven other jerseys that are going to be released at some point. Yeah. It was really funny because, like, the first thing I tweeted today was that the Sonics were going to get a throwback before we do. And then 27 minutes later, <laughs> the throwbacks were announced. I was like, clutch, this one feels good today. <laughs> Anything else in the jerseys or Jerome or the Patterson situation? No. Do you think it's, you, you're not buying into the any weirdness that they're not available? Nope. Fair. I like the Zubatses. The Lou Williams jersey looks so damn clean. Yeah. They, they're probably, they're going to, how long do you think it takes before they sell out? Specifically of the Lou Will jersey. You think the Lou Will one's the first one to sell out? Oh, yeah. Should be. I mean, it. yeah, it should be. His was. I'm pretty sure his was the first city edition last year to sell out. Makes sense. The name and number look too good. Oh, yeah. Like, there's something about, like... Like, 20, yeah. 23 and the... It looks great. Um, let us know what you guys think of the jerseys. Let us know if you're in the camp that thinks they look too much like the Blazers. Also, which logo do you like better? Are you good with the B? Do you like the Buffalo inside the basketball more? I think I like the Buffalo inside the basketball more. I like. I'm more I would of a, agree. I'm more of a cartoony guy when it comes to graphics. I would agree. And if it resembles any jersey, the B just reminds me of the Bruins. But mm, I like that. That's. I mean, I don't like that, but that's a good comparison. Yeah, I like the cartoony stuff. Like, I think I've mentioned my. I want my rebrand to be like the Vaqueros or something like that, with like a cool, like, well-designed cartoony guy on a horse or something like that, like looking really cool. It just helps. I think it's easier to identify the image. Like the letter, you're right. It has such a kind of Boston, yeah. all that stuff. It's like, just make it make it our own. Yeah. That's what, I mean, the Sacramento Kings released their jerseys. They don't have a big tomato edition. Nope. God, get a, get a tomato on that jersey. It's your <laughs> damn nickname, Sacramento. Coming up after this, we're going to be talking some Pactive coach power rankings. A lot of new faces. Want to give a shout out to Locked On NFL. They got all the local news on your favorite team. Hope the Miami Dolphins are safe from the hurricane. Seems to be going to miss them, so that's good. One more time, Locked on NFL. This Locked on Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found 
Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right. So we got only two of the five coaches in the Pacific division are remaining. However, Three of the five we have seen before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Luke's familiar with the uh, Luke Walton. Is familiar with the, the Pacific Division. Yes. So uh, just the names you got available on the board. You got Doc Rivers. Woo! Which, does yeah. he need an introduction? I don't think so. Uh, he's a mustache. That's what he needs. Steve Kerr. Uh, he played for a pretty obscure team known as the <laughs> Chicago Bulls. Uh, they were mildly successful. Yes, they were fine. Uh, he coached another team. They were okay. They were fine. Luke Walton did most of the heavy lifting on that too. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were fine. Uh, you got Monty Williams, who longtime assistant coach, uh, executive, coach, yeah, coach in New Orleans, um, inheriting associate for yeah Sixers for the Thunder, uh, Portland, inheriting. I don't want to say a dumpster fire because they have two very good players, but organizationally, inheriting a dumpster fire. Yes. The new Suns coach. Yes. And then we have? Uh, you got Luke Walton, Golden Boy. Who's coached for every single team on this list except for the Clippers, which is pretty Son crazy. of the most successful basketball player of all time. Bill Walton. A, a widely referred to as the GOAT. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you got Frank Vogel in there. Not Ooh. widely recognized as the GOAT of anything. Uh, well, I mean. Greatest. What if you're an Indiana fan? Still, no. <laughs> Frank Vogel is the greatest coach at being on the team before they get good. <laughs> it happens at every team he's been at, dude. <laughs> like, it's happened at every team he's been at. All right, so who are you going number one in this? I'm, I don't know, call me biased. I'm saying Doc is the best coach of these guys. Kerr is a very close second. Yeah, I mean, I have to agree with you. They and... might be tied for all, you know. And you could call it bias. To me, the length of the career, there's, there's a few things for Doc to me that stick out. Mm -hmm. The length of the career, A. Um, the amount of times he's been on a team that should not have even had a winning record that made the playoffs is like... Or even sniffed the playoffs like a couple years ago for us. Yeah, it's something to me that's like... like That to me is like really pretty incredible. Um, you know... Less chips than Kerr, obviously. Is it? Yeah, I guess it's less. Why not? Not by much. What do you mean? I don't know. Oh, you mean like playing and coaching wise? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course, playing and coaching wise, definitely. <laughs> yeah, Kerr, Kerr has everyone beat on this list combined. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's a, it's kind of a toss up, man. I think if you had asked me this two years ago, two maybe three years ago, I would have said. You know, it's hard, and Doc has been really good, but transitioning into the modern game, I think Steve Kerr is, is probably the better coach moving forward. Mm -hmm. However, 
I mean, Doc has shattered every expectation pretty much that I've had. He's caught up. Um, to, he's caught up to the he, modern. He's game. caught up, and I just think not that, that he was vastly far behind. But it's hard to transition into new styles of basketball. He also, I just feel like, wasn't set up for success after leaving Boston. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, in my opinion. Yeah. His first year was the Donald Sterling stuff. Yeah. <laughs> was the Donald Sterling stuff? He thought he wanted to be a GM. I, I think that was you know. Misguided. Qu- quickly realized he maybe wanted to, but wasn't the best. At it. I get the feeling though that it was like he w- he was like talking with Tibbs, and he was like, "Man, I'm I don't know if I should do this deal." And Tibbs was like, "You gotta get the GM powers." <laughs> Tibbs takes a giant <laughs> cigar out of his mouth. <laughs> if you don't have GM, <laughs> how can you coach? How can you coach? Because uh, they are noted friends. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. I think that the. the clarification here i think you're totally right is that doc has had a lesser roster for most of his time than steve kerr not that doc has had you know steve kerr has had a pretty damn good roster the entirety of his run at golden state and i mean you could argue that in lacn boston doc did have there's just i feel like there's more leaner years that doc had to deal with yeah two years ago for the clips for instance yeah, that was that was a lean ass team. Yeah, <laughs> Bev played no games. Gallo played what negative one somehow. Yeah, like he was coaching his ass off two years ago. He's just, I mean, through how many seasons? Through twenty NBA seasons, three different teams. He's never had a losing record. Ooh, uh, he went just over five hundred in Orlando through five seasons. He went. Fifty-eight percent in Boston. That's not bad. Guess what? Guess what his win percentage is in LA over six seasons. What was it in Boston? Fifty-eight. Sixty-three. Sixty-two. Damn it! Very good. This was prices. Prices right, right, right rule, so you lost. So I lost one hundred percent. Yeah. So I think it's I think it's neck and neck. I think this year this is going to be interesting because this year Steve Kerr is almost in a what can you do now that oh totally changed. I mean they're like the Warriors are back into that like fourteen fifteen NBA season where it was like yeah these guys are really good like what they got a new D'Lo he's got a he's got such a new wrinkle to add because when you have three guys who have just been you know the you know you have it kind of figured out for a while with those with the big three that Golden State had. Oh, yeah. And now you're adding a player who plays nothing like anyone in that big three who's probably maybe expecting or they're going to use as, you know, a big four, obviously, with Clay out and stuff like that. It'll be the big three with them. So Kerr's almost in like a let's see what he can do here. We know he can do great things, but it's let's see what he can do with this new personnel and stuff. Everyone's sleeping on the Warriors. Oh, absolutely. It feels like. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm not necessarily saying they're championship favorites, but they still have Steph, Draymond, D'Lo, Looney, Kerr, like. And they will have Clay back. Yeah, he's going to come before back. Before the end of the season. So let's get into the new guys. Okay. Monty Williams. This isn't really a power rankings, I guess, because I feel like Doc and Steve are kind of 1 and 1B, one and everyone else is TBD. All right. So if I'm... Vogel, the thing with Vogel that gets me is he has a whole new team, too. He's coming into a you know a pretty new squad of guys. He's also arguably not the head coach. Yeah, we should have put Jason Kidd on this list, too. So for that reason, to me, Frank Vogel, just like the Lakers head coaching situation to me, is the bottom of the list. Just because we don't know what the hell's going on. Because of that, because there's an inherent power struggle. Like, Yeah, it's you, just there. Like, you just are going to have less control over a team. Yeah, uh, for sure. 
and like not even in the same way as you could argue say Doc Rivers and with Ty Lue joining the staff of the Clippers. Way different. The Clippers is Doc's ship. Yeah. It's Ben Doc's ship. Okay. All right. He's manning it. He's at the helm. Uh, he's spinning that big this, captain's wheel as hard got, as he can. He's got a pair on each shoulder. <laughs> yeah, That's got, how beloved he is. Pairs, <laughs> yeah. But this is a Vogel kid bus. With how adamant the Lakers were about whoever they hired you know, they had to bring on a kid was going to be the assistant coach. Yeah. It's, it's like, kind of oh. like, okay, no, this feels good. I'm into this. So, this feels great. <laughs> like, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to think of a good comparison. I, I it's mean, it's like training your replacement. It's like when you work at a restaurant, 100%. it's like when you work at a restaurant and you used to work five days a week and you're, they cut you down to one and then they hire a new person. Like, Hey, can you train him for the 12 o'clock shift? You're like, wait, that's the only shift that I work. And they're oh. like, oh yeah, no, uh huh. Oh, and then no. you train him, and then they're like, hey, uh, we train, we just, you just trained your replacement. <laughs> That's kind of what's happening with Vogel. Vogel's a server at Umami Burger right now, and Jason Kidd is the guy who just moved to LA who needs a job. And this is no disrespect to his coaching career. Um, it's not very good, but sure. <laughs> All right, wow. It's fine. Fifty-one percent win percentage through eight seasons in the NBA. Wow. That's a, that's almost just half. <laughs> I don't know, what do you want me to say? That's fine. Like I guess I'm being negative right now, but like that's fine. <laughs> no, you're right. You're. I mean, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's fine. I yeah. I guess I'd put him at the bottom. Luke Walton. I would put. I'm gonna go Monty Williams next bottom. Actually, you're going Monty Williams next bottom. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'm going Luke. Okay. Um, I'm we're talking on court stuff only, by the way, as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, keeping all that out of it, keeping all the other stuff out of it. Yeah, not that it's not important. We just don't have enough information. Yeah, I'm not so, going to make any claims. Uh, for that. <laughs> yeah, so I, to me, he's the fourth spot. Okay, uh, it in, feels a bit like a tie. It's close for sure. I guess my. I mean, I guess I could go either way. They're definitely they're definitely very close mm-hmm. to each other. Um. My thing would be, we haven't really gotten to see what he can do. He got I, screwed over in L.A. I yeah, I don't really feel like he ever got a clean shake. We um, did, another person we could add to the Vogel thing is LeBron. Yeah. As another coach, you know For what sure. I'm saying? For so sure. you you effectively have like three people who are the weird head coach. And Walton had like as soon as. When LeBron went to the Lakers, I was like, oh, yeah, I can't, can't wait to see how Luke Walton disciplines LeBron or, like, tells LeBron to do stuff. It just doesn't compute. Yeah. Spolstra could do it. That's for sure. But Walton came in. After, and Spolstra couldn't even at first. Yeah. He had to he had to be a hard – like, they had to really work at it. And Pat Wal- Riley had to say, I'm not firing Spolstra <laughs> and I'm not becoming coach. Yeah. This is the coach. So do your goddamn job. <laughs> but, yeah, Wal- Luke was kind of thrown into the fire with the Lakers – Man, it's almost like coaching for the Lakers is not good for your career in the long run, maybe. Um, yeah, Monty just has some uncertainty for me. Monty has some uncertainty. I guess I guess my thing is, is I still don't know enough about Luke Walton as a coach. Um, as you said, he didn't really get a fair shake. Uh, I do understand. I mean, he, he was really good with the Warriors. Yep. Uh, which is, you know, a very hard job. So... <laughs> 
I don't know. It's, it's crazy it's, that it's, that just gave him his career in coaching. It's really hard for me to judge. I and I guess the reason I'm so high on Monty Williams. <laughs> yeah, you seem really jacked <laughs> which, on him, which dude. is like absurd. <laughs> but um, his NBA coaching career, I mean, the win loss percentage is better than Luke Walton's. Uh, yeah, but is it 51? <laughs> <laughs> it's 44. Whoa! <laughs> uh, and I don't know. I guess just the perception of him from players and stuff around it, it seems like a lot of players really respect him it seems by all accounts he's a player's first coach I think that that will I don't know I I really hope that he gets a, a chance in uh in the Suns organization I do think of the coaches that they've had uh during Devin Booker's tenure this one to me seems like the best shot they've got it's like so it, it just really seems like the best shot they've got so i want to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that he he is third on my list of the pacific division power ranking coaches when you're talking about a sun's coach it's so hard because you also have to factor in that sarver is such an involved owner which is so stupid it's absurd sun's fans know it everyone knows it. we're not here to rag on the suns but it's so hard for me to rank him higher because it's like sarver is going to tell you what to do they they hired Luka Doncic's coach, yeah. and then they drafted not Luka Doncic. Yeah. And then they fired the guy. Which made sense. Devin Booker's had, what, as many coaches as he's been in the league, as, as years as he's been in the league? Yeah. You don't, you can't, like, it's going to be hard for him. I hope he does well, too. They have a fun, they're going to have a fun team to watch maybe this year. I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, there's some interesting pieces there. There's really no point in them sucking as hard as they have. <laughs> Who do you think has the most to prove? Uh, man, that's really tough because I think it's Vogel. I think people are still discounting how insane it is, how much roster turnover they had, and they're bringing an entire new coaching staff. You know what? I think you're right because like these guys, even while Monty and Monty and Luke are a little bit lesser known quantities, I would say for sure. Um, commodities, commodities. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Locked on corrections. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Frank Vogel, man, he's gonna have the spotlight on him. And I'm gonna say, Doc second. Oh yeah, for sure. Doc second. Doc for sure. Yeah. I guess I wish good. I hope good things for Frank Vogel. I hope when he inevitably gets pushed out of the Lakers organization, he has a good time (laughs) kicking it. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe he can bump that win percentage up to fifty three percent. (laughs) Hey, that'd be pretty good, dude. That's three percent higher than winning half your games. Any other coach talk? It's kind of cool how much new blood there is in the pack div. Yeah. Player-wise, coach-wise. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, What's your over-under on how many months Vogel lasts? <laughs> say it's three months. You say, you're saying three months? He doesn't last longer than That's three months? That's the line. You take an over or under? I'll take in the over. I'm, I'm trying to count out three months on my hands oh. right now. Uh... <laughs> Man, I think he makes it to the All Star break. See, that's why I'm taking the under. <laughs> like I think if they lose three in the uh, three in a row, he's just fired. He's gonna get a text on the sideline or something before the game's even over. I don't know. Prayers up to Frank Vogel. <laughs> shouts out Steve Kerr. Shouts out Doc Rivers. Shout out all the coaches in the Pac-10. The best division in basketball. Some yeah. would argue us mostly. <laughs> Coming up after this, we got a very scoopy edition of Love Mary Kill. Yeah. This is a good one. This is a this is an Updike classic. We got a Love Mary Kill coming up right after this. The NBA-
NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so introduce this topic. This is a great one. Charles and I don't have inside sources yet. We don't get scoops. We're not a scoop podcast. We report the news. I'd love to have a scoop one day. It's like Michael Scott with inside jokes. Yeah. I'd love to have one someday. We break down our opinions of the news. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Which is, you know, maybe what? through this country and uh, a terrible situation, but we're just talking basketball. Hey, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> um, Let's keep that. <laughs> so we have to get creative with our sources. Yes. We, so we, we try a lot of crazy things. We do. We are, you know, we're getting out there. Um, so these are, these are some of, we're, we're going to be love, Mary and killing our favorite scoop sources. Yeah. All right. So what do we got on the board here? So the first one, and I will be throwing in ones. At oh, random. we know. <laughs> The first one is putting a player's face on a ball and seeing which team box an octopus puts it in. If you'll remember, during the World Cup, Paul the Octopus predicted a few winners in a row. But if you want to know where an oh, NBA, yeah. but if you want to know where an NBA player is going, he's your man too. Shout out Paul. Do shout out just, Paul. Just a side note, just an aside, and I'm sorry for this. Octopi shouldn't be in captivity. They're they're literally too smart to stay in it. They escape they're way tanks too all smart. the time. I was in an aquarium in Japan, and the octopus was in the smallest tank. That octopus is going to revolt. Oh, oh, it looked furious. Keep on the lookout for uh, octopus terrorizing Japan. Uh, second source, my mom. <laughs> she seems to have good intuition. Your mom is on Twitter a lot. She seems to have good intuition, so I wrote her their free agent prediction. Shout out Kate Bratches. <laughs> she always knows what's up. <laughs> uh, third option, and I don't think it will be the last. Uh, we take a bunch of acid and go to the Delamo Fashion Center food court. The food starts to morph into the form of a player wearing the jersey of the team they're about to end up at, but we then eat the food, and depending if we start weeping or not, it's true. If you cry, it's true. Wow, there's a lot of layers to this. Yeah. I like it. You take a couple hits, you go get a corn dog. If it, if it morphed into Paul George in a Thunder's jersey and you ate it and you didn't cry, he's not staying with the Thunder. <laughs> This is the most foolproof one. Yeah, I mean, this one sounds pretty good. <laughs> I'm going to throw in there Mike Tyson Carrier Pigeon. Oh, good <laughs> one. Okay. Uh, and then... Wait, how does that work, though? Uh, well, i got to drive over to Tyson's place and, and ask him about the pigeon. and then the Oh, p- the pigeon tells you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or does yeah. the pigeon just have a note tied to its foot? Yeah, but only Mike can read it. Of course, that I can't. I can't read the the pigeon's writing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, that checks. Even out. as someone with very bad handwriting, the, the pigeon's writing is it's atrocious. Yeah. And Mike Tyson is fluent in pigeon writing. Oh, he's a whisperer. Okay. Okay. So you got another one? Uh, yes. I also have just a classic PI. I've got a guy. <laughs> I've got a guy. Uh, he's not doing well. All right. Uh, no, he's a PI. Is there a PI the, that does well? He took the divorce really hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's what prompted him to. St- I mean, he found his wife cheating, which is what led to the divorce, which he tried to turn into his passion, uh, which yeah. is now P.I.ing. He lives in his car. Uh, things are a little tied up. Things are a little rough right so now. So you're paying this? But because of him living in his car, he's very mobile. He's also very dedicated to the job. He uh, he has a camera with a ridiculously long zoom lens. 
Uh, he's always wearing a shirt with a coffee stain on it. Okay, so uh, how is he getting? But he has a thick mustache. How's he getting the scoops though? Is where I'm getting a little <laughs> lost in this whole process. <laughs> he's driving around in circles. Uh, he's 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 uh, he's in you know he's in Brentwood. He's he's in Beverly Hills. He's, yeah. He also keeps an ear to the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, Literally. <laughs> he's yeah. he's everywhere all at once. He's my PI. So you're stalking players essentially. No 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 no. I get info from my PI. <laughs> of course. <laughs> He's free to make his own decisions. All right. I'm going to start. I love I love the acid one. Yeah. I think taking hallucinogenics to try and figure out where a player is going to go probably has the same success rate as just guessing. Yeah, I'm in agreement on this. You take a bunch of mushrooms, you go out to the desert, you see an image of Kawhi catching an oop from Terrence Mann, who you don't even know is even on the Clippers yet. Yeah. Um, I think that makes a bunch of sense. Yeah. You're like, in the distance, I see a man? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I like that one. And Maybe you know, we could tie in a voodoo doll, too, to this? That's hurting the players. That seems bad. No. Uh, it doesn't have <laughs> no. to be hurtful. <laughs> and then also, I just think it would be really fun to take a bunch of acid and go to the Delamo Fashion Center. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'd it be a good time. Be. Although, maybe too many lights. A lot of lights. It's so big, though, that it never feels crowded. Yeah, we'll get into that. Ample parking, too, because I'm driving there and back. (laughs) Of course. We'll get into that unlocked on hallucinogenics next week. Um, I'm going to marry putting the face on a ball and seeing which team an octopus puts it in. I love animals picking stuff. This one is my kill for the reason I said You want to kill the octopus. No, I just don't want it to be in captivity. Who says we're in captivity? Where is it? I got it. He's in the ocean. He's my guy, so I know where he's going to be at. Mm-hmm. I bring all the supplies. I want to make him comfortable so he makes the best decision. I want him to feel pressured. <laughs> what? All right. I think this checks out. Okay, how about this? It's in a thousand-gallon tank, and it's the smallest octopus that's in it. How big is a thousand-gallon tank? Big enough for the smallest What's octopus. What's the square footage? <laughs> We're getting way off track right here. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to kill... I think I'm going to kill my mom on this one. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. I very much love my mother. It's got dark. But she, you know, sometimes it's just a little shaky. Sometimes you're like, I really don't think Paul George is going to go to Beijing. And she's like, I'm just saying it could happen. <laughs> I just don't think. That, she's so that's not a reliable what, source. She's not a reliable source, is what I'm saying. The most reliable is Paul the Octopus followed by hallucinogenics. All right. So what do you got? Uh, I'm also loving hallucinogenics. Okay. I think that... Uh, Man, do you remember when prophecies like just happened, mm-hmm. and there, were, there was like a designated person in the town, and they would, who was high all the time, <laughs> smoke DMT and tell you what would happen? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, back when news was real. <laughs> exactly. No, I get that. Uh, I'm gonna marry. I'm gonna marry Mike Tyson, carrier pigeon. That's a good one. Um, I can't be mad at that one at all. He takes beautiful care of his birds. Yes, he uh, does. They live a great life. If you haven't seen the video of the Migos going to look at Mike Tyson's <laughs> pigeon room, it's one of the funniest They're things. They're a little bit off-put by how much he loves the birds. Which is totally fair. And then uh, so so you love that one. Yeah. And then I'm co-killing. I'm killing an octopus. I just, I don't think he's happy. <laughs> yeah, he, make, he starts making bad decisions. I mean, I think he'd be happier. I don't know. I, I, he Not doesn't wanna, in captivity. He doesn't want to make predictions, you know? Yeah. He just wants to write what he wants to write. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I like He that. wants to ball. <laughs> he wants to ball. <laughs> he wants to be on the team. Let us know which of these... Oh, and I'm co-killing my PI, but let me tell you why. Uh, I just he killed himself. I just think... <laughs> oh, God. I just think he should find a more uh, productive outlet for yeah, exercise. his sadness. Yeah, he should exercise. Let us know what you guys think your favorite scoop method is. Yeah. We'll probably get a source this year. I don't know. Could happen. Could not happen. Who knows? 
I honestly have a fear of breaking news just because it would be wrong. Yeah. I don't, at the same time, though, if you want to be our source, shout us out. We need no credentials of verification. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna blindly follow <laughs> sight it. unseen. Uh, we'll go with it. <laughs> you tell us. You, we'll say. If you tell us, the whole team's getting traded for everyone on the Beijing Sharks. Makes sense. <laughs> we are gonna have. We're taking Monday off, right? Yeah, probably. Guys, yeah. we're gonna be taking Monday off. It is a long weekend. We're gonna enjoy uh, our Labor Day. We're Hope- gonna be working though on another Clippers upcoming project, which. More details to leak slowly. Oh, yes. More details to leak slowly. The only reason we have this leak is because we're also the source. Um, (laughs) We'll catch you guys on Tuesday. We'll be doing a live show, just kicking it. Send us your questions. Think of them. Maybe seven other jerseys are going to be released uh, by that time. Thank you so much for hanging out on what has been a very Friday pod. Very casual Friday. We appreciate it. Check us out on iTunes. Check us out on the Himalaya app. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I'm William the Opinion Updike. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.